Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, Thunder fans? You people are listening to Topic Thunder. Hello, Thunder fans. Welcome to the weekly. I'm your host, Stephen Dolan, at Steve Thunderfan, here tonight with, from the great state of Oklahoma, both of my co-hosts. First up, Alex Roy. What's going on, Alex? Nothing much. Nothing much. Just uh, crashing into the new year, um, as we all should, and enjoying <laughs> it. So, happy new year to all, all the listeners. Happy belated new year uh, to all the listeners. Yeah, happy new year. They're not going to hear this one until after the after the year changes, are they? So, yep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're we're time traveling. We're talking to you from last year. Listen. Yeah, me... <laughs> Hello, Earthlings. Hello 2019. All right. And my other co-host also from Oklahoma, Anthony Montero. What's up, Anthony? What's going on? Hey, not a lot, man. We had a pretty Weird week of Thunder basketball. Ended up with three losses and only one win. Uh, did, any, did anyone predict? Did anyone pessimistically predict one and three? Of course not. Of course not. <laughs> Never. <laughs> and then the only win we got was against the worst team in the Western Conference. So you know, there's a certain lens you could look through this week at and get a little worried about this team. <laughs> you gotta. You gotta get your. You gotta get your wins when you can get them. Yeah, sometimes um so yeah let's just get right into it um thunder fans if you were off the grid this week for some reason taking care of family stuff taking care of christmas stuff you don't have to explain to me why you need tivo you don't have to tell me why you need tivo <laughs> All right, so first up, we have the Wolves' loss from last week. I'll be handling this one. Uh, the Thunder lost 112 to 114. Looking at the stats, like, you know, everybody on the Thunder actually played pretty well. Uh, Paul George, 31 points, 11 for 24. Grant with 14, Adams with 12. Westbrook with 23 on 10 for 19 shooting and a triple-double. Yeah, Dennis Schroeder with 10 points, like... Nothing really stands out for why the Thunder didn't win this game when you just look at the Thunder box score. And then you flip over to the Wolves box score, and you see that Anthony Wiggins had 30 points in the game. Uh, That's the most he's had this season, this entire season. He's paid like he gets them all the time, but he doesn't. How many games do you guys think he's had over 20 points, so 21 or more? All year. This season, probably yep. like five. I mean, I, I, based off the player that I think he is, I would say double digits. Yeah, I know. Anthony was pretty close. It's it's six. Wow. He scored 21 or more points six times this season, and that 30 against the Thunder was the most. But still, they could have weathered that storm if, and something that we've seen a couple times recently, they had helped, handled their business in the third quarter. The Wolves won the third quarter. 33 to 17 mm. yeah putting the thunder down by six i think going into the fourth and then the thunder tried to fight back but just couldn't quite get there so we've seen the thunder start off the season as the best third quarter team in the league and that's something that's changed a little bit as the year's gone on it looks like uh yeah i mean it, and i put a tweet after after this game or i don't even i, don't, I think it was right before the end of the game uh, where I said, if it's a close game with Minnesota and Oklahoma City, 
just mark the W down for Minnesota. That's what they've done recently. When any anytime there's a close game in OKC, they come out the victors somehow. It's very annoying. It is. It is very annoying. Um, and it's Andrew Wiggins, not Anthony Wiggins. Oh, did I say Anthony? I'm sorry. Yeah. I apologize. I, I think he actually has a brother named Anthony. <laughs> okay. I, I formally apologize to Mr. Wiggins. By the way, uh, uh, Andre Robertson's brother recently signed by the Oklahoma City Thunder. He's an Anthony, right? Uh, yeah, I think, I think so. That's, uh, so yeah, there's, that's what's going on. There's just too many Anthonys around. Even like, like Carmelo it, Anthony's not around. If, if anybody ever has like three sons, you should name them Andre, Anthony, and Andrew and just confuse everybody. <laughs> All right, so uh, going on from that one, we've got up next the Rockets lost on Christmas. Anthony, what you got on that one? So this game as a whole, we still had a chance to win it. It ended up losing it 113-109. And a a couple things happened in that night. So Harden drops 41. um, His seventh 30-point or more uh, consecutive game and he's the first player to do that oddly enough since Russell Westbrook did it with eight consecutive 30 point games in November in 2016 uh, Capella has uh, dropped uh, 22 rebounds which broke Ennis Cantor's record from 2016 on Christmas Day um, and just as a whole they just came out it was a game of halves so the first half uh, pretty even in the first quarter and then to end the half we were up by eight and then in the second half Houston just had it's almost like they uh, like the uh, Space Jam movie where they have Michael Jordan's secret stuff of the water bottle filled with water and it was just like James Harden just had a, an offensive explosion in that third quarter and just literally willed his way past the Thunder defense into um, taking on the lead they uh at one point in time, uh, the Thunder led by as many as 11 points. And this game featured 15 lead changes and 12 ties. Um, and then uh, Houston out-rebounded Oklahoma City 54-52. to 52, And uh, second chance points is 23-9. to 9. So Houston just in the second half just wanted it more. And they just pulled away. Still had a chance late to win it. But all in all... Uh, James Harden and the and, and willed Houston into that victory on Christmas Day. So you're saying that Oklahoma City struggled again in the third quarter? Yes, the third quarter was the struggle for Oklahoma City uh, in a game where, according to Second Spectrum, Harden recorded 736 dribbles in a win over <laughs> Oklahoma City, which ranks him as second most in a game this season. He put up 868 against the Wizard on November 26th. I would hate to be that guy that has to keep that stat. Oh, my word. Who keeps that stat? <laughs> Apparently somebody has second spectrum. I hope that's one the computer cameras capture. Something. It has, it has to be a combined effort, man. You can't just one, two, three, four, five, six. Okay. Wait, six, wait, seven, wait. Eight, I missed nine. one. Go back. Go yeah, back. I know. <laughs> That'd be horrible. Could yeah, I don't. To get that, job. I mean, yeah, that, that was definitely – it was a really close game the whole game. Um back and forth like you said all the lead changes uh there's a chance that the thunder might have a late game scoring problem in some of these close games it's something that we're kind of seeing they're losing a lot of games close they're winning a lot of games by a lot and that's how their point differential and their net rating is so good um it'd be nice if they started winning some games by a little in crunch time you know that's we haven't true. seen a lot of that, so let's hope that that's just just something that's happened and not something that will continue to happen. You got anything on this one, Alex? Uh, no, it was just it was one of those games where Harden, so Harden with with Chris Paul being out and with that team not necessarily having a bona fide number three guy on there, um, Harden is doing what he has to do. You know, he's basically doing what Westbrook did in sixteen seventeen. Um, yeah. Where, you know, if he has to take the shots, he will. Um, if another guy is wide open or, or if, if his action dictates that another guy is open, he's going to pass it to that open guy. Um, but if if a James Harden shot is better than a, a contested Eric Gordon shot, James Harden's going to take that shot. 
And that's basically what he did in that Christmas game, and, and he destroyed us doing that. He was really, really good. Um, he was. Even and, and the Thunder did a good job of keeping him off the free throw line, too, which is something that's really important when you're guarding him, but he, he still lit him up. How many free throws did he shoot, Anthony? Do you have that? So James Harden uh, was actually six of seven from free throws. Yeah, so seven. if you can hold Harden to seven free throws, uh, you kind of expect to win that game. That's a really good achievement by the team. Um, but he lit him mm-hmm. up anyways, so tough loss. Yeah, five of One. 16 from three is killer. Yeah, that'll do it. Well, and this, even that's not that's not a very good percentage. That's I mean, it's not great, 50%. but... But they were they were crucial. They were like critical yeah. three pointers. Right. I mean, the guy that ended up killing us at the end is Austin Rivers. Austin Rivers hit two big three pointers in like uh, 31 minutes of gameplay. So he in his first game since just being recently signed. Um, and again, only 10 points, but two three pointers that were critical momentum killers. Yeah, all in the fourth quarter. That's it. That guy. So yeah, the Thunder dropped that one too. Um, they did get one win this week, and Alex, you lucky dog, you want to talk about our win? Hey, I'll go ahead and talk about the good news. I'll spread the good news, just like, uh, you know, it is Sunday, so I'll go ahead and spread the good news. Um, so, yeah, the, the Thunder won this game, and it was it was one of those surprising, um, it, it was kind of surprising because, number one, uh, Paul George was out for this game, uh, which that right there, we usually... You know, in years past, if we missed Paul George, if we missed basically our number one score, uh, we would struggle to win that game. And it looked a lot in this game like we would do that eventually in the second half. Um, but we had somebody step up off the bench, which was a surprise to basically everybody. Um, and that somebody was Abdul Nader. He stepped up and he had 13 points, or I mean 18 points, I'm sorry. Um, 13 points in the first half and it was just something that was desperately needed for this game because not only did we have did we have George out we also had a us out with an illness my man needs some vitamin C and seven minutes into the game we also had Ferguson out um, so it was you know basically our core wings were, were out for this game and so there was a built in excuse right there uh, to go ahead and be like you know what if we lose this game it is what it is you know we have players out even the best teams, when they have their, you know, a lot of their core players out, they lose games. Um, but Westbrook came out from the beginning of the game and imposed his will on this game. Um, he came out in the first quarter, scored 15 points, the most he scored in a quarter uh, this entire year. Um, and that kind of carries this team on throughout the whole game. Did they blow the Suns out? No, they did not. The 16-point the victory... I wouldn't necessarily look at that and be like, that was a 16-point victory. That was not. It was a lot closer than the score dictated. Um, But it was just one of those games where imposed his will. Um, He scored 40 points. As Chris Fisher would say, he had a 40-burger. Don't know what the (laughs) hell that means. (laughs) Don't know what that means. Um, But, but yeah, he had had 40 points. Um, He had... Um, he didn't have a triple double. He had 12 rebounds. He had eight assists. Um, but he had he had a real good game. He had a real good game. Uh, Nader had a good game, and then Schroeder struggled for um, for three quarters of the game. And then in the fourth quarter, he came in and he's the one that actually propelled this team um, to finally grab a lead that they lost in the third quarter and to keep that lead. You know, between him and Westbrook, they kept that lead and they ended up winning the game 118 to 102. Yeah, and it was just really. <laughs> A real shot in the arm to see Russ come out and look like that after having struggled recently. Um, it looked like it might be a turning point, and it turns out that wasn't quite the case as much as we had expected, uh, as we'll get to in the next game. But to see Russ go for 40, and did you see how much he was jawing at Kelly Oubre? Yeah, he let yeah. Kelly Oubre know that he can't guard him. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, there was another one. He said that, yeah, you, he can't guard me uh, several times. Oh, and in, then, the, in the first quarter, he was he was rocking so many babies that you know there's yeah. some there's some babies out there with shaking baby syndrome. <laughs> and then there was another point where after Ubre had been yelling at him and he was over on the bench, Russ made a layup and pointed up pointed at him and said, "That's your fault." Yeah, <laughs> like, like for making me mad. So a little Jordan came out of Russ. So that, so that was uh, that was pretty cool to see it was um, good to see that it was good to see that russ still 
you know, I mean, I, I don't, I don't necessarily mean to say this, but it was good to see that Russ still has these types of games in him. Um, now, if we can combine these types of games with Paul George's uh, games that he's been having this year, uh, then we start to have a lot of efficiency on offense. But you know, it, it's it's been either one or the other, and that's been the issue with the offense this year. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, and then going into the next game, like I said, we hope that his shooting momentum would carry over. Um, we're actually recording this podcast the night of this Mavericks loss. This podcast going to come out after the next Mavericks game tomorrow night, which we'll get to and which we'll get to get you a recap for. But just know that as you're listening to this, we don't know what happens on the second night of a back-to-back for the Thunder against the Mavericks. So going to the first game against the Mavericks, um, Russ, Russ shot bad. <laughs> That's that that about like sums a, the game up, you know. That, that sounded like, a, have, have you seen the uh, the new uh, Planet of the Apes movie where he's like, bad ape, bad yeah. ape. <laughs> but Russ shot bad. Russ shot bad. Yeah, he shot very bad. He was 4 for 22 from the field. He was 0 for 8 from 3. Not sure why he took that many threes. This one's still a little bit fresh. Uh, I don't know. Do you guys have any other major points other than Rush shot poorly? Anything else you want to talk about here? Uh, so, so I got this. Uh, I, I got this tweet uh, from this guy at Law Murray the NU, uh, um, and he, his tweet says Russell Westbrook has played three hundred and fifty-three games in playoffs in which he has attempted at least twenty field goals. Tonight was the first of those games in which he failed to score in double figures. So he had nine points on four of 22 shooting. Um, so yeah, that's a, that's a very, again, I, I would not want to be the guy that has to take those stats down and has to figure those out. But, you know, that's a, that's a pretty telling stat right there, if you ask me. Yeah, and, it, and part of the reason for that is he only took two free throws. I think he was so determined to find his shot that he was just taking open jumpers the first time they were open, and, and most of them were open, but I think he kind of stopped attacking the basket because he was just like, I'm going to make a jumper. <laughs> Mamba mentality. You miss every shot you don't take. <laughs> yeah, so that, that wraps up the the week for the Thunder. Uh, one one and three. three. One Not and a three. good week. No, bad week. Um. You know, and against, and two of those are against teams that aren't currently in the Western Conference standings. Now, if the Mavs are good at home, and and the Wolves are a pretty decent team too. Uh, but you don't want to lose those two games, especially in the Western Conference. You can't really get away with those. You got to put those in the in the bank. Yeah, you do definitely, especially what we got what with what we got coming up um, later in the season. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the season gets harder every month, so. Let's 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 we need to get some good wins now while we have the chance. Um, but there is one player who did more than his part this week, even though they went one and three. And yeah, let's, let's, gonna, let's get some positivity. A bit yeah, here. let's get some positivity. So <laughs> the Academy Award for player of the week goes to. Paul George. All right. He it, this was a pretty easy decision. Honestly, when we were discussing before we started this podcast before that Mavericks game ended, it looked like it's kind of a toss-up between Paul George and Russell Westbrook, but with that last Mavs game in the books, uh it's uh, easily Paul George. He had 29 and a half points a game this week, 13 rebounds per game, two and a half assists, two steals. He shot only 42.9% from the field, but he did shoot 46.7% from the three-point line for an entire week um, for four games. So mm. I think it's a pretty easy decision. You you guys agree, right? Yeah, pretty easy. Honorable mention, Abdul Nader. <laughs> Not. Yeah, he he was uh, he had one good game. <laughs> League MVP candidate, Abdul Nader. Yeah, so it's just really good to see. And uh, I guess I should add to Paul George's stat line that he was constantly matched up against the other team's best perimeter player, especially yeah. with Terrence Ferguson missing almost two full games. Uh, he he really had to take a load on that one. He was 
Doncic almost the entire game, and then he put in some time on Devin Booker um, a couple nights before. So yeah, it's th- really amazing that he's able to have that kind of energy on both ends. I don't know if the Thunder have a chef or a cook, but they they need to start taking that guy or that girl on the road uh, <laughs> to cook their food for them because I'm hoping that this is not some room service type bug where the guys are just getting poisoned by by fans of the other team who happen to be chefs. <laughs> yeah, that could be it. We got a conspiracy theory. You need to do some investigative journalism yeah, on this one. I Jordan, think at this Jordan at this, flu game. At this point in time, we need to invest in like a bubble for Alex Sabrinas to keep him <laughs> away from germs for the rest of the world. Our bubble boy. <laughs> yeah. So for for really stepping up when the team was shorthanded for putting up a ridiculous stat line and playing both ends of the court, Paul George again, congratulations on Player of the Week. Do I, get, do I get anything? Do I win? Do I get a bonus? I'll <laughs> be sick. No, it's just, I don't know. Seems dumb. It does. Okay, so around the NBA, we've got a few things we'd like to talk about. First up is John Wall and the Wizards. Uh, John Wall recently announced that he's going to have heel surgery. Um, this is something that Scott Brooks said has been bothering him i i think he said for like the last two seasons didn't he yeah so with the wizards as they are in the standings right now 14 and 23 i think he went ahead and decided now was the moment so he's going to be out for the rest of the season and there was another tweet that said from a rival executive the that he feels like there's going to be open season on the wizards players right now um is there anybody on that team you guys would like to see in a Thunder uniform? Well, before before we get to this, man, that, uh, that John Wall extension is looking better and better by the day. <laughs> it it really is. Yeah, man, that's, that's, that sucks, man. That, that that sucks to for a team. That's not not just for the player. I mean, it always it's always injuries are always horrible for the player. Um, but for a team to invest, was it a four or five year? contract extension and, and it's it be, a five uh, year and it hasn't you know, started yet it hasn't started yet oh man yeah. so this is like this is a super max contract that oh, yeah. is starting next year yeah and right from the outset the guy's coming in with number one he looked a little bit pudgier coming into the season so let's just put that out there that's number one and then number two now he's recovering you know this seems like a major surgery if you're going to be out six to eight months that sounds like a major surgery uh, so that just, just that stinks for for the Wizards. Not that I'm necessarily cheering for them, but it does kind of stink, stink for them. Yeah, John Wall's like a guy that looks like he gives zero craps about what's going on right now. He's got his money, and he's it just this. I mean, he's probably been dealing with this injury for a while, like Stephen mentioned earlier. But it just seems like out of the blue, they're like, "Ah, we're sucking this year." You know what? I'm just gonna go have surgery. Um, I'll see you guys next training camp. Yeah, and I mean, as far as like you said, they're what are they? Fourteen and twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-three. So I was looking, I was looking at their 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 standings or where they're at in the standings as far as as um, maybe contending for that number one pick, and they're basically seven teams. You know, they're the seventh team uh, when it comes to trying to get that number one pick. So if they're gonna try to tank this is the time to try to start tanking. And there's a lot of good players in this draft. I think uh, when you start talking about Zion, you know, the, the Duke trio, uh, you start talking about somebody like Bobo uh, coming out of Oregon. Um, there's a couple of other good players out there. And I think this is going to be a pretty good draft to maybe get a solid starter uh, um, on the NBA level and maybe even jumpstart a kind of a rebuild. Um, so I think if, if the team really wants to, go down that road, um, this would probably be the best bet to do it, the, the best time to do it. Yeah, and especially considering that they just smoothed those lottery odds out a little bit. So if you can even get down mm-hmm. to like fifth or sixth worst record, like you have a pretty good shot at a even better pick. Exactly. Uh, so let speaking, me, of, speaking of trades. Well, let me ask you this real quick. Now, now that um, we're on the topic of discussing his contract, if you were a fan of these teams, would you rather have – the John Wall contract right now 
or the Chris Paul contract? Uh, Chris Paul is shorter. <laughs> it's by one year. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, I mean, John I mean, Wall's I, I, younger by a yeah, lot. That's, that's true. I mean, I, I wouldn't want any of them, honestly. Right. But I guess, I, honestly, I, if if they're going to take the route that I think they're going to take, which is to start rebuilding, um, I'd rather want CP3's contract because it's, it's shorter in length. Which makes which makes it trade more tradable earlier than John Wall's contract. How about you, Anthony? Yeah, I think I would want um, honestly probably John Wall's contract because he is younger, and for the most part, outside of like last season and this season, he's been non-injury prone, which is like a big thing with Chris Paul's contract. Is most of that contract is going to be spent on the injured reserve list. Yeah, yeah, that could be. Um, I, I think I agree with Anthony, even though I'm also pretty sure that John Wall's contract has some kind of crazy trade kicker. So even if they want to trade him, it's like prohibitively <laughs> expensive for whatever team would Damn. trade for him. <laughs> yeah, so that's a tough situation to be in. I also feel for the Wizards. But yeah, so let's get back to this. Are there any guys on the Wizards, if they're having a fire sale, that you'd want to head over to Oklahoma City? So so everybody's going to say Bradley Beal. That's what everybody's going to say. Yeah. But the guy that I want on this team that I think he's gettable um, is Markeith Morris uh, to kind of take over that Patrick Patterson spot. Um, and the thing is with Markeith, depending on where the Wizards want to go, whether they want to start you know, shedding salary, is we got that Carmelo Anthony traded player exception uh, that's worth about 10 point something million. Mm-hmm. And Markeith makes, I believe it's 8.6 million. So he fits right, un, you know, right into that traded player exception. We can send them a, a second round pick or whatever, you know, a future second round pick, and then we got ourselves a backup four that is actually pretty good. Yeah, I'd love to have him. Um, that you know, you know my stance on the money stuff. If the ownership's willing to do it, I'm not going to say, oh, that's expensive, don't do <laughs> it, you know, but. Just not my money in terms of discussing whether or not it could happen. Let's I think that would cost the Thunder like $40 million or something like that just to take him on mm-hmm. for nothing. So, again, I, I want to do it. I agree. But that's just a potential reasons the owners might not be willing to do that. Yeah. Another option that might accomplish close to the same thing, right, for a lot cheaper would be Jeff Green. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff the Green. The double dues bring him back to Oklahoma City. The thing about Jeff Green, though, is why would they do it? So, and what I mean by that is he may, he's making what two million dollars. He's making the the vet minimum. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they so, do it for the pick or whatever we send them. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, for the second round. Yeah, pick that we might send them. You know, it's better than nothing. If they don't think they're going to do any contending this year, then they might just be like, "Give us all the assets we can get for fire sale." Players, you know. And he's yeah. he's expiring anyways, so they might not even have him next year. So they might just be like, you know, give us something. And, and I mean, the good thing the good thing about about this team, as far as if they go into a fire cell, is you can probably send them, I don't know, TLC, which who who's not playing here, and send them over there to DC, uh, maybe even add a, a future second round conditional pick, and you know, maybe able to get Jeff Green pretty easily. Yeah, or even Abdul Nader. He's he's controllable at least. His his hey, contract hey, goes hey, for hey, Abdul had eighteen points. You leave Abdul here. Hey, so he's so high, you know. He started <laughs> well, I mean, he started tonight. You he leave might him here. Not ever have a game that that good would, again. So, would high. bring him back Jeff Green do anything for us though? Sure. I think he's he's mm-hmm. better than Patrick Patterson right now. I mean he's he was the third or fourth best player on a finals team last year. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah, that's saying a lot on that final I mean, scene. That wasn't a. He's a he's a functional NBA player. He's got skills. I, yeah. I think he's shooting thirty five percent from three this season, which is above his career high. That's not to say that'll keep up, but you know, he teams respect him. And the thing about Jeff Jeff Green is that I think I think the game. So Jeff Green, when he when he first got drafted by the Sonics and came to play in Oklahoma City, um, the game was still this this game that we play now um, was not being played back then, and right. so we the, well, yeah, but but we so we had um, we had Durant and we had Jeff Green together 
there at the same time. And instead of kind of flip-flopping them and, and playing, the thing is Durant, he wasn't a two, but they played him at the two. And then they played Jeff Green at his natural three. Whenever Scott Brooks took over and said basically, hey, Durant, you moved to three, they moved Jeff Green over to four, the game was still still had big power forwards. And so Jeff Green was never a good rebounder. He was okay as far as maybe a spacer, but he was he was never a good rebounder. And so the Thunder, of course, needed somebody bigger to contend with the Andrew Bynums, with the Marcus with the Pal Gasols of the league. And so they brought in Kendrick Perkins. But now, as a smaller four, he fits perfectly with this game. Mm-hmm. And I think he fit perfectly with this team now. And the thing about Patrick Patterson, you look at Patrick Patterson, he looks bigger than Green, but Patrick Patterson doesn't play a big game. You know, he, he doesn't rebound that well. Uh, he's, he mainly just shoots threes. He gets the occasional alley-oop dunk every once <laughs> in every three years. Uh, but yeah, so, so I, I would love to get uh, Jeff Green over here back. Bring the double deuce back. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I'd love to have him back. Um, and then the other option to discuss would be Trevor Ariza. And I think we've probably talked about that before, what we would be willing to give up to get Trevor Ariza. Uh, has that changed at all? I mean, I think we would still have to give him a young asset. Yeah. Um, what, a young what, player. What did we say beforehand? Because he's making 15 straight. Yeah, it would t- it would be like it would be like um, Patterson and Abrinas to make the salary, and mm-hmm. then and then a couple young players or maybe just one young player. So TLC Ferguson Diallo Nutter something like that, and then you're struggling with his name, aren't you? No, I've um, and I said this on Twitter. I've made a decision that it's Nader because I found a clip of him saying his name oh, when yeah? speaking Arabic, and he said Abdul Nader. And, oh. and I believe that it's something that he has changed the pronunciation of so Americans can get it right by so letting he, them say Nader. He Hakimed his name. Hakim, Hakim. Yeah, right. In, in the video, he says it speaking Arabic to kind of prove that he can speak Arabic, I think, and says Abdul Nader, and then immediately switches to English and changes it to Nader. And mm. um, so I've, I've just decided that I'm going to go with Nader. He's going well, then, with the original description. That's right. I've, I've been wrong this whole time. I apologize. Well, no, no. It's everybody in the in the whole NBA. And, and I'm not even saying they're wrong because he's made the decision to change it for English speakers. I just don't feel like he should have to. So you can continue if you want. I've just It's a personal decision. <laughs> Nodder. Nodder. Okay, Nodder. Yeah. That's like, a, that's <laughs> like during, a, during media day, um, whenever, whenever Nodder was up there um, giving his interview, a uh, friend of the pod, Brady Trantham, um, he was out there saying, Abdul, Abdul. And so whenever he, he left, we all kind of looked at him and said, bro, it's Abdel. He was like, no, it's Abdul. Yeah. You know, if you look at the pronunciation, it's actually Abdul. And we looked at him, we were like, oh, okay, wow, okay, it is actually Abdul. Which and in to both this day, versions still, of him saying his own name, he did say Abdul in both versions. So. Yeah, to this day, I still struggle with that, trying to say mm-hmm. Abdul instead of Abdel. But... So so okay so spelling. Yeah, exactly. So let's go let's go back to these trades. So the the trade that everybody wants to talk about though is Bradley Beal. And so mm-hmm. my thinking is to get Bradley Beal you're going to have to give up Stephen Adams. Mm-hmm. Is that everybody's concession here that is that everybody's agreement? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And at the beginning of the season I was pretty definitive I would definitely trade Stephen Adams for Bradley Beal, but Stephen Adams has shown so much growth this season that I think it's much harder now. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think that's as easy as he's a borderline all-star in the West. I think he'd probably be an all-star in the East. Um, yeah. And Bradley Beal might not be an all-star in the West, you know. So I don't think it's that easy anymore. I, I think I would hesitate to give that up. Now, I have people on the timeline saying they wouldn't give up Dennis Schroeder for Bradley Beal. And I'm sorry, guys, you're crazy. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. We'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. But yeah, definitely. So, I mean... My thinking is still that if we're going to get Bradley Beal, you're going to have to give up um, Steven Adams because I, I, I doubt any type of package involving Dennis Schroeder, Alex Abrinas, and Hamadou Diallo. I, I doubt the Wizards say, well, you know, let's go ahead and trade our own, you know, our only healthy all star caliber player for this group of players. I yeah, and, doubt the other, so, and the other big salaries we have are, you know, Grant and Robertson. So, hmm, 
Uh, you know, I completely forget Andre Robertson's on this team. I'm sorry. I know that probably sounds a little bit insensitive, and oh, we love we love Dre, and we do love Dre. Don't get me wrong, but I've I've kind of forgotten that he's on this team. Like we're we're number one rated defense without him. He's a defensive player. You know, it's it, it, is it just bad of me as a Thunder fan to say that I, I've forgotten that he's on this team? No, it's just he's been out for so long that. Uh, when you see again that we're the number one defense, it's almost like uh, just a uh, an afterthought. No, I don't think it's wrong of you to say it's been a long time, but um, I mean, I, and you know, I, I just don't think that uh, he has much value to other teams right now. If we're if if we are discussing trading him, putting him in a package for Bradley Beal. I wouldn't be against it. And that's not because I don't think he'll be back or that I don't think, or that I do think he's like irrelevant on this team with a good defense. That's not why I just would trade on most people for Bradley Beal. You know, See, I, that, just, that, I just don't think the wizards would be interested. And I disagree. I disagree with that because, um, you know, this is a, this is a salaried league, meaning that, and what I mean by that is so, so Andre Robertson's coming up next season on the last year of his deal. Uh, so he'll be making, I think it's like $10.6, $10.7 million. And so if you want to take a chance on somebody that used to be one of the best defenders in the league, if not the best per- perimeter defender in the league, those guys usually don't come available very often. Um, and so if you can maybe grab him while he's recovering – and grab him on his final year of his deal, get his bird rights, and so if he comes back to 95% of what he used to be, then a team can maybe re-sign him for, for let's not say $10 million, let's say $7 million a year, and so they got themselves one of the better defenders in the league for a cheaper for a cheaper price uh, because they, they took a chance on that one year. So that's where I think his value lies. Sure, but Bradley Beal, though. You yeah, know, I know. like I'm, I agree that is <laughs> that is value for a lot of for a lot of things, but not for Bradley Beal. <laughs> yeah, true, 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 true. All right, so so we're but, gonna get so we're okay, getting so, wait, Marquise, wait, wait. so what Marquise you do? Would you do Morris. Andre Robertson and Jeremy Grant? Ooh, that's probably close, right? That's that's close. Uh, that's yeah, it'd be about nineteen twenty million. Yeah. Um, would I do that? Ah, man, we're that means we're starting Patrick Patterson probably or Ab, Abdul Nader. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that. I mean, that's that, that's definitely something to think about. Would would Washington do that? No, no, they wouldn't at all. <laughs> no, they wouldn't. So both teams uh, say no. <laughs> yeah, probably. Probably. We're going to end up with Jeff Green somehow. Yeah. That's it. And that's fine. I'll take him. I'll yeah, take that's him. true. That's true. All right. So you guys have anybody else on the Wizards you want to talk about? Can we no. get Dwight Howard to Oklahoma City? And Dwight Howard doesn't even play basketball anymore. <laughs> Dwight Howard does other things now that we won't mention from a no, couple we... months ago, from a couple weeks ago. No, um, we won't. Okay. You guys have anybody else, any acquisition-related things you'd like to talk about? Um, so the Thunder, they, uh, they released Tyler Davis, uh, their other two-way player other than Deontay Burton, and they signed Dante Grantham, uh, to a two-way contract, which, you know, I don't know if anybody follows the blue that much, but Grantham, um, he was a guy that was signed out of Clemson. Uh, he was recovering from a torn ACL and he probably fits more in the mold of what we need, um, instead of another, back to the basket plotter uh, that doesn't really work in this game. Um, so he's more of a, a fluid athletic guy that can shoot threes. Uh, he can defend on the perimeter. He's about six, eight. Uh, he looks like Lou Williams, um, taller brother. Um, so it just, you know, seems like a pretty good signing for them. Yeah. And he looks like he's a pretty good shooter. He's about 40% from three, right? So, you know, that's just, it's a kind of a move that's more in line with um, how the modern NBA is. I didn't ever really see the point of having Tyler Davis on the bench for that two-way spot when we're all set at center. So I think it's a good thing. And 
I kind of yeah. wonder if it was something that they agreed to before the year where they were like, Tyler Davis, we're going to give you like the first half of this two-way, and then we're going to give somebody else the second half, kind of find a way to pay a couple people. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, hey, uh, let me guys, let me ask you guys something while we're talking about trades and acquisitions and whatnot. Um, so Denver just recently uh, released Swaggy P. Any interest in signing him to Ooh. the <laughs> No, no interest. I mean, uh, he could be a I good three-point got, shooter for us. I got interest. I mean, don't get me wrong. Nope. wrong but I, my my interest my interest in Nick Young is if we get past the trade deadline and we're looking for that one that one guy that we need to kind of round out the roster. Him as a as a spacer as a shooter, I think he brings that. But that's I I, I doubt we get to that point. God, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> He would be fun, man. He would be fun. <laughs> okay, I don't, I don't, I don't have anything else to say about Swaggy P. So unless you guys do, um, such a I basketball mean... purist. <laughs> no, not really. I just don't think he's good at basketball anymore. <laughs> that's all. I don't mind antics. I don't mind names and antics. I just team. don't think he's a good basketball player anymore. <laughs> you don't think he's a good shooter? No. Why wouldn't the Nuggets have kept him? Because they couldn't, because they he was an injury exception signing. Are you sure? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it I mean, I know they signed him to fill in for injured people, but I didn't think they used uh, any exceptions on him. Yeah, they they used the injury injured player exception on him. So with Millsap coming back, I think Barton's coming back, and I think Harris is coming back. Um, with all those three guys coming back, they had to release him. Okay, well. There's- there's a reason he was a free agent for so long before they picked him up. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Like what? So he can make like 37% from three and do nothing else. Like, I don't know. But I mean, you're saying that, I mean, you're saying that, but here's what we'll do. We'll probably go into the, you know, past the trade deadline. Um, we'll probably end up signing Corey Brewer. No, nah, we won't. We'll just leave the roster spot open to save $10 million. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> or give Not it to my- or give it to Burton. Not my money. Yeah, give it, give it to it Burton. To Bert. Haven't seen him in a while. He needs to go ahead and kind of play some more. Well, see, that's why they're, they're trying to milk those 45 days until they get past buyout season so they can yeah, have him that. as a player until they have to make a decision on that last roster spot. Very, very true, very true. All right, so, uh, you know, we're talking about mostly fringe moves, but I think it's time to talk a little bit more about the centerpiece of the team, Russell Westbrook. So I just have a question. And I hope I know the answer already, but we've seen in the last couple games, 40 point Russell Westbrook and four for 22 Russell Westbrook. Which guy do you think we're going to see more of for the rest of the season? Uh, <laughs> he, 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 he hasn't made the answer to this question easy this year. No, he hasn't. I mean, in, so 40 point Russ. So here's the question then. So in order to see 40 point Russ, does PG have to not be in the game? I really don't think so, man. Cause like his shot numbers, his number of shots aren't really that low. Like they're a little lower than normal, but he's still taking 19 shots a game. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's not crazy low for him. He's just shooting it really bad. So the the real question is just, is he going to start making shots? And I just have a hard time believing he's going to keep shooting this badly all season. Yeah, it's kind of hard I mean, to the... see. Go ahead. Go ahead, Anthony. It's kind of hard to see like a person like Russell Westbrook who averages a triple-double in the last two seasons um, not, not be able to figure it out. Um, I just don't think that's something that he won't be able to do. I just I, I don't I don't know what's up with his mechanics because his mechanics are spilling over into his free throws. They're spilling over into his three point shooting. Um, I, I don't I don't know if 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 the mechanics are off because of early season injuries, because of then the ankle ankle injury that came into play, you know, eight, nine, ten games later. Um, it just doesn't seem like like his mechanics are there. And I don't know if that's a I, I don't know how you fix that in season. Um, I tell you what I do hate. I hate I hate summertime highlight videos because mm-hmm. during the summer in the Rico Hines runs, he was making every three pointer that he shot up. The threes looked silky, 
and now they're not. I hate you summertime highlights. Yeah, I want to hope it's just the injuries because the encouraging thing about how he's missing is that they're all online, right? Or not mm-hmm. all of them, but for the most part, he's just hitting the front of the rim. So that kind of leads me to just believe that he's not getting quite the lift that he's expecting to get. Now, I don't know why he hasn't adjusted for it, but he's consistently just hitting the front of the rim. So I I think that as he continues to get his health back, uh, that'll get better. How, now, how long has it been since that ankle injury? About four weeks? About four weeks. Yeah. So like if we would have expected a four to six week diagnosis it's on him coming back and he's been playing on it. So like it's what? not going to. Go ahead. He seems he, he seems a lot more aggressive now. So I think I think he finally is recovering from that ankle injury during the Wolves loss uh, in that fourth quarter. Whenever they made that comeback, the key to that comeback was him him driving into the lane almost every time he got the ball and causing havoc that way. Same thing with the Rockets game. He was driving in um, Suns game. We saw what he did then. And then this Mavs game, he didn't drive it in as much. Uh, you know, he was settling for the jump for the for the outside shot. Uh, and so I think health wise, he's there. Um, it just it just needs to, you know, it, it's just weird because in the Suns in the Suns game, he came out and he said, you know what, we're not we're not going to lose this game. And he made shots. It wasn't all just going to the rim. He made shots in that game. He made jumpers. Um, but in this game, it was just horrible. It was it was it was like what what in the world's going on? Yeah, was it a high ankle injury for Russell Westbrook? Yes. It was only reported as a regular ankle sprain. Okay, because if it was a high ankle injury, we need to send him down to Alabama uh, to do that procedure <laughs> that only Alabama that, players. That Tua procedure? Then? Yeah, to get that Tua procedure because, you know, they had Tua back um, in less than four weeks. But on Tibic Manis on Twitter, Russ says, my approach never changes. Like I said, scoring the basketball is the only thing is not the only thing I can do. I'm the best rebounder at my position, the best passer at my position, the best defender at my position. I can do everything, and I pride myself on doing that. So it looks like his shooting troubles is not going to let him get himself down, and uh, he'll be able to figure out a way to, um, you know, find that rhythm and and, and adjust his shot. He can have shooting problems. He's never had confidence problems. I know that much. That's for sure. But so so to to answer your question, I, I honestly think we're going to see a, a mixture of both. I think we're going to see games where, you know, he explodes and, and has these thirty-five to forty-point uh, nights, and I think we're going to see games this season where he has those four for twenty shooting nights and and struggles mightily. Um, I mean, there's always you know, been it, a little so bit of that with him, but I I, I think we're going to see, I think we're going to see last year's Russ. Like any day now. I hope so. I hope so. Big time. So kind of moving on from this. Um, so I, so a couple of days ago, uh, uh, they they put out something on Twitter that basically said the Mavs were willing to get, you know, to trade anybody on their team other than Luka Doncic and, of course, probably Dirk Nowitzki. Uh, and so... You know, I immediately thought, hey, if you're, if you're going to trade, you know, and, and one of the biggest names that was brought up was Dennis Smith Jr. And so my, my, my mentality, my thinking to kind of help this team out this season uh, was, well, if, if you're thinking about trading Dennis Smith Jr., why not trade him? You know, why not trade Dennis Schroeder? And I forgot who else I said. Uh, Dennis Schroeder and Alex Abrinas, um to the Mavs for Wesley, Wesley Matthews and Dennis Smith Jr., uh, which would give us, you know, a a, a rookie scale player that that's pretty good. Dennis Smith Jr. for the most part is is an okay player. He's a pretty good player. Um, and then would give us Wesley Matthews, who I believe is a lot better than and more consistent than Alex Abrinas. Um, and man, did Twitter kind of like come back at me with all this twi- uh, all this Schroeder, you know? Oh my God, you can't tr- you can't trade Schroeder. You can't trade Schroeder. You know, the team is doing so much, so much better because of Schroeder, so on and so forth. So my thinking is, and what I want to kind of discuss is that the destiny, you know, Dennis Schroeder's destiny is not with this team. So we have this season and we have, you know, as far as his contract, he has two more years left on his contract after this season, each, each year for $15.5 million, which is basically um, the average cost of a starter in the NBA. Um, 
Dennis Schroeder is too competitive to stay in this role um, for the remainder of this contract, I think. Um, you kind of see it out there sometimes. He's very competitive to the point where it almost looks like he's kind of pouting if plays don't go right. Um, and I think if we, you know, I think this year he's going to be a good soldier this year. Um, once we get past the season, I think Dennis Schroeder starts to kind of look at his situation. And if he stays in the role that he's in, that, maxim, that, that lessens the amount of money that he can actually get for his next contract. Um, as a starter, he may be able to go ahead and say, hey, I want more money because I'm a starter, so on and so forth. He won't be able to do that on this team. Um, and so I know Dennis Schroeder has done a great job for us this season, um, but his destiny as far as past the season is not going to be with this team. Um, he'll eventually want to move on. He'll eventually want to get an opportunity to, to, to maximize his earning potential. And you only do that in the NBA as a starter. You don't do that as a bench player. Um, so if an opportunity or if, or if a situation arises to where we, we can trade Schroeder uh, for a package like that, because that package right there has future implications where you get somebody on a controlled salary on a rookie-scale deal that's a pretty good player in Dennis Smith Jr., and you get an expiring contract of $18 million with, with uh, Wesley Matthews, which may help our money situation out for future seasons. So, you know, I want everybody to kind of chill out on this whole Dennis Schroeder's going to be here for the rest of his career because he's probably not. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I agree that his destiny is probably not with this team, and I don't even think it's because he might want other things. I think it's just a fit thing. He's plays the same position as Russell Westbrook, you know? So, like, they've mm-hmm. made it work. It's worked pretty well this season. He's almost 30 minutes a game, so they're getting pretty good use out of him, but I don't think they're getting maximum value as you would if you got a player like Wesley Matthews. And like you said, he's on a big expiring deal, but the Thunder would have his bird rights, so they'd yeah. be able to outbid any team to keep him. He's having a really good season this year. He looks like he's back to his old self from before his Achilles injury. Um, I would consider him the more valuable piece, and then you just have Dennis Smith Jr., who you never know what he could turn into. You know, He could turn into Dennis Schroeder or yeah. even better, right? So Yeah, he could turn to Dennis Schroeder, and, but he's making a lot less. So A lot less I, I thought it was I thought the kind of like the the specifics of the trade were something that you know we would look for for a piece like Dennis Schroeder. Um but you know I guess some people don't see it that way but that's fine. I mean that's frankly I think me. the Mavs would want more. Yeah, maybe. Man, I mean with just with Dennis Schroeder as young as he is, I think they'd be looking for for some some real return on that. Oh, you mean uh, Smith Jr.? Dennis Smith yes. Jr.? Dennis Smith Jr. Sorry, the other Dennis. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, hell, I mean, we could we could throw in a second round pick. I mean, okay, so would you do? So okay, so would you do uh, Schroeder, Abrinas, and Hami for Matthews and Dennis Smith Jr.? Hami's tough, man. I don't know. <laughs> You're pulling yeah. Hami on me. That's a tough one. I don't know. And if I say <laughs> so, yes, so if I say yes, question. Thunder Twitter's gonna. <laughs> <laughs> ride me in, out of town on a rail you know but, i mean so so the question then becomes don't you think there's a lot of similarities as far as where they play between ferguson and and diallo yeah sure but you can never have too many wings no, give me 12 can't. give me 12 wings you know? <laughs> wow <laughs> i mean it in this day and age give me steve okay 10 give me steven adams russell westbrook and 10 10 wings and i'm happy uh works <laughs> uh yeah, that's works I don't think I would include Diallo for that. I don't think I would. Um, TLC. Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Done. Yeah. (laughs) When do we do the physicals? And let's not check on the toes. Hey, so uh, I I know we're talking thunder. This just kind of popped up in my mind uh, in the news of the weird NBA. What did you guys think about Clay Thompson talking to his hand, telling him he missed it? He mi- I miss you after nail- after finally nailing a three pointer. It was funny. It was a spin off of of Shaq looking at his left hand, or I think, or Stephen Adams looked at his hand earlier, but they didn't actually speak to it. <laughs> like Clay an Thompson. old friend. Clay Thompson's the only guy I actually stand on that team. He's great. <laughs> yeah, Clay Thompson. 
And then uh, other weird news. What did you think of Durant saying that people basically hate him because he's too good at basketball? Uh, my understanding was that that headline was a slight misquote. Oh, okay. Was it a misquote? All right. Yeah, that he was saying that he was saying something else and they kind of squished two things together. So I, I don't, I, I'm not well informed enough to comment on if, if he actually said that or not. But but isn't it the second time that this has kind of come up? Didn't he have a quote before this that said, the people got article. mad at me because I signed because I signed with Golden State and because I'm so effing good at basketball. Yeah. Okay. Well, this so he is, said that before. This is the second time that he's been misquoted, misquoted, or his words have been taken out of context for like an article. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't. Bleacher, speak Bleacher Report English. does that fairly regularly. And, and you know, throw a headline out there. In the news of the uh, of the ancient ones, Vince Carter is uh, the oldest player to score 20 points at 41 years old in 300 and something days. Good for him. He's almost 42? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's great. That's great. That is awesome. <laughs> All right. So I think that's about it from around the league. So we're going to move on to looking forward with this week's forecast. All right. The first game that we're going to forecast is on Wednesday at the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, the Lakers are 20 and 16 right now. That'll probably change by the time you listen to this a little bit. As of right now, they're sixth in the West and playing Sacramento currently. Um, they don't play again until they play the Thunder. So they're going to have a one day rest advantage on OKC, which isn't a huge deal, but it is a deal. Uh, LeBron mm. will probably still be out. We're not getting real updates on him, but there was that Woj tweet that said that he would, that the Lakers were preparing for him to miss a significant amount of time with that groin injury. Uh, some of their stats right now, Kuzma's at 18.7 points, six rebounds. Brandon Ingram's at 15.8 points. JaVale is their third active leading scorer, assuming LeBron doesn't play with 11.8 and 6.7 rebounds. And then Lonzo and Hart are in the 9 to 10 point range. Yeah, I mean, if, if so, the dynamic of this game changes depending on whether 23 plays or not. Um, so if he doesn't play, you know, I, this is basically the same team that we played last season, I believe, mm-hmm. on a. Was it on Super Bowl Sunday where they just mopped the floor <laughs> with us yeah. in Oklahoma right. City? Well, they're, and they're not going to have uh, Rondo either. So, yeah, it's even closer to that. It's just that team like plus Lance and JaVale McGee. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I, I think this team, it, it just depends, man. It depends on who. The thing, with, the thing with young, good players is that they can have games where they turn it up and just go ahead and – and look like world beaters, and then they can have games where they look like young players um, that make mistakes and make turnovers um, and get caught in in bad situations. So um, it, it depends. I mean, Lonzo had a he had a triple double a couple of days ago, right? They get a triple double um, last game. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And and an update on them: uh, they actually did beat the Kings, so they're going to be coming off a win when they play mm-hmm. them. I have a few stats for them in these games since LeBron went out. They lost to the Kings. Uh, Kuzma had 33, Ingram had 22, and Ball had 20. Then they lost to the Clippers. Kuzma had 24, Ingram had 17, Ball had 19. And then, like I said, they they just beat the Kings. And Hart had 22, Ingram 21, Kuzma 18. So they've still got some guys that can score. Um, mm-hmm. But like you said, they are young. They can turn it on and off. And we saw that in the Clippers game where they gave up a 22 to nothing run yeah. in that game. So. It's not going to be a gimme if LeBron doesn't play. We still need to, you know, no no road game is a gimme in the NBA. But I think it's definitely a winnable game. So after that, we go to Portland. Uh-oh. On Friday. That's, that's a loss. Anthony, can you hit us with that one? Yeah, so Portland's coming off a, a, a monster win tonight, just destroying the uh, 76ers. 129 to 95. Uh, no um, uh, 76ers were playing without Embiid. Uh, and so 
we go to Portland, which is not a place that we win very often at. Uh, so Portland will not have Mo Harkless as he will have uh, he'll be hasn't has knee injuries and he's missed already 12 games this season uh, with soreness in his knee. Of course, uh, Portland still has Damian Lillard, who's leading the team with 27.1 points per game. Um, and he just dropped 40 points. I think it wasn't a loss to Golden State. Uh, he's also the assist leader at 5.8, and Yusuf Nurkic is a 48.9% field goal percentage. Overall, as a team, they uh, <clears throat> score about 110 points per game. That's 16th overall. They rebound 48 uh, rebounds per game. That's third in the league. 20.9 assists, that's 28th in the league, and 110 points uh, allowed, which is 16th in the league. Again, the main issue is is that this game is being played in portland and i think we've won one game there in the last three four five seasons i think it's four and i think we've lost like seven in a row yeah so yeah that's That's gonna be a tough one it's gonna be a tough (laughs) one if we can get that one we can feel really 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 good about it and so the portland also has two days rest in between that so they play again on tuesday they play the kings and then they're off until they play the thunder on espn at 9 30 eastern time all right cool so they're gonna have a one day rest advantage on us too which again that's it's not like we're coming on a back-to-back but Mm -hmm. they are gonna be slightly more well rested than us so after that is a team we've talked quite a bit about in this pod already, so I'll keep this one kind of short. Um, the Washington Wizards, 14-23, and 23, currently 11th in the East. Uh, before they play the Thunder, they go versus Atlanta and then at Miami. Um, so we'll see how that goes. John Wall's out. Dwight's out. Beal, 23.6 points, 5-5. Five and five. Otto Porter, if you know, don't say anything, but with the contract that he's on, how many points do you think Otto Porter's averaging this year? Eight. Oh. Underbid. It's eleven point seven. So oh, it's, okay. it's, a, it's a little better than that. Maybe I maybe I <laughs> leaned you too far in that direction. But for as much money as he's making, not even twelve points, like man. People People were questioning if Steven Adams was going to be worth his contract, and he's not even making that much money, and he's he's doing more than that, you know. So uh, you can kind of see why, especially with that weird contract, part, uh, the Brooklyn threw at him, why teams aren't really interested in trading for him. And for more Wizards coverage, make sure you stay tuned to our next uh, podcast, which will actually feature former. Uh, Norman transcript writer, uh, Thunderbeat writer, Fred Katz, who now covers the Washington Wizards for The Athletic. Uh, so make sure you stick around for that. That'll be our next podcast that drops um, probably sometime tomorrow. So make sure you are on the lookout for that. Uh, it was a great uh, a great interview, a great conversation uh, with Fred. Fred's real easy to talk to, uh, and so it was a, it was a good podcast. So make sure you check that out. So you guys got anything else you want to talk about? Uh, uh, no. All right. So we'll wrap this up. What about what about any predictions for this for this next week coming up? Okay. Uh, you know, I'm going two and one. Oh, three and three and zero. Oh. Going two and one. <laughs> no, we're gonna go get it in Portland. We're gonna get this one. <laughs> I hope we're due. So. We're long hope overdue. So. Again, I always say when I when I predict a loss, I hope I'm wrong. But man, we are long overdue for Portland. A, a win in Portland. Long overdue. All right. So Are you going to that game? No, I'm not going. I'm not gonna be able to make it. I, I mean you know, I'm an accountant, so that, that first week of January is a, a no travel a no Ooh, travel week for me. It's I'm almost locked. tax season. Yeah, that's right. I'm I'm locked in the office. I'd I'd love to go, but We've been to one in Portland. It's a good experience. the The fans are pretty nice, you know. The they treat, they treat us good. We went to their their biggest sports bar, and nobody nobody gave us a hard time about our Thunder shirts. So I don't know why we have such trouble. It's not like they have mean fans like Utah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, uh, is that it? That's it. That's it. That's good. all I got. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, Make sure to check out the recap of the Mavs game that we put out yesterday. Uh, You can find us on 
at OKC Topic Thunder on Twitter, on thundersintentions.com for all the recaps. You can find us at now that's thunderbasketball.com for every podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you're listening. Please hook us up with a good review and a five star rating. And, you know, that's about all we got for this one. So, as always, thunder up. Thunder, thunder up. up. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.